Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. As companies across the country face into their new workplace situations with hybrid working and Zoom meetings now widespread, for one cohort of workers, people with intellectual disabilities, there is a positive, if slow-paced, growth in the opportunities being offered by Irish employers and it's a development that is badly needed. Now, Evelyn has been finding out more about this and she's here now. Good morning, Evelyn. Good morning, Claire. So you've been speaking to people with intellectual disabilities who are embarking on exciting and challenging careers and they want to spread the word about the need for more support for their friends and peers because unfortunately the figures are still low. Yes, Claire. I mean, 17% Claire of people with intellectual disabilities are counted as being in employment and in the last census there were 66,000 people with intellectual disabilities in Ireland. So there's a huge gap there. And as I heard again and again with all these conversations, you know, with the people with these employment opportunities and those without, it's very serious. I mean, it's obviously serious for so many reasons, but it's not just the financial realities because, well, think about this, the government's recent cost of disability report, it details that the extra costs incurred in just having a disability are between 10 and 13,000. And for people with intellectual disabilities, that figure is likely to be at the higher end. So the move to include people is really welcome. But as everyone said to me, it's not just on that human level, but really it's financially it's key too. So I started my conversations by meeting up with Thomas Murphy. Thomas is a great example of someone who is striving high. Thomas works in A&L Goodbody now in Dublin. And I went to visit him at his very posh, I have to say, in comfortable and clean and tidy home office in Dublin, just to find out a little bit more. I work a good bit in the home office because I'm one of four South Africans with an intellectual disability okay. on the board of Inclusion Island. So, it's so tidy yes, in here. Oh, yeah. I'm very impressed. Would you tell us a little bit about your story, where you're at in terms of your career and how you've got there? Well, I work two days a week for A&L Goodbody Solicitors. I work in the general services department. I do the stationery and I help out in the post room. So before I started in A&L, kind of a few years ago, I had a job with Chartered Accountants Ireland. And I had that for eight months. And so after that, I was looking around, sending my CV out to different places. Then a few weeks later, I got an email from the HR department of A&L Goodbody asking to come for an interview. So... I went for an interview. Oh, that sounds quite nerve wracking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was nervous going for the interview. Nice suit on and nice suit and tie and shirt and, oh, yeah, and tie. And I went for the interview. That went very well. So they offered me um, a job in the general services department. And I started that in November uh, 2014. And, you know, it was on contract, um, contract basis. And then I went to the head of my department. Pat Doyle, you know, to say I really loved the job. And a few weeks later, he called me back into his office to say I was being kept on permanent. And how does that feel for you to know that you have a permanent job that you like and enjoy? It's fantastic. It's a good feeling because when I found out we were cel- we were celebrating for weeks, my, myself and my family. So it's good that you, you have a permanent job doing something that I love, going in and out to work and kind of highlight disability in the office and promote it and so I love doing what I'm doing and a great firm to work for. That's Tomas, Tomas Murphy. Now Evelyn you headed into town to meet another high flyer flourishing in her career. Introduce us to Margaret. This is Margaret Turley. Yeah Margaret's a deeply impressive woman. She's from Kilkenny. She's a graduate again of the Trinity Centre for People with Intellectual Disabilities in the School of Education there in Trinity and she's now also a permanent employee of EY which maybe used to be known as Ernst & Young to some people. But this of course you know this is a global successful company and the reason Margaret is enjoying the work so much she says is because they're offering her high quality varied and interesting work. 
She works, for example, with innovation and strategy department, supporting IT work there. But this isn't always the case. I was also told by people that often people are, you know, offered really limited, low-level work. And this is something that advocates like Margaret and like Tomas that you heard there really want to challenge. So I went into town to meet Margaret at the courtyard there at the front of EY headquarters in Dublin, just to hear more about her story. I did a course in Trinity College. It's really, really good course. We did math, some arts. I did drama, computers and IT. I graduated in 2013. One of the coordinates, Maria, said to me, send me your CV and we'll have a chat. And then she was saying that EY would like to meet with me. And then I got offered six months trial. Oh, they're tough in EY. <laughs> like, you got to earn your spot in EY. Go on. Six months, okay. And then I got offered a job. And what does the course teach you, do you think, so well? Confidence would be one of the main things they give you. Even since joining EY, I'm getting a lot more confidence because I'm from Kilkenny, so I went to a special needs school. Always? All the way through? No, I went to mainstream to second class and then I went into a special needs school. You want taught to be... What's possible. Exactly. That was Yeah. Okay. But then when I went to Trinity, it was the opposite. It was always like, no, you can do this. And then when I came to EY, it's the same. No one wants you to fail. Everyone wants you to succeed. Like, I remember the day when they told me that I got appointment and then I rang my dad. My dad got upset. <laughs> Myself? I can only imagine. I mean, for him to know that you were thriving. Exactly. And like, plus like that he doesn't have to worry. I often have this conversation that just because I have this job, like I'm not going to stop here. I'm still going to try and, you know, do other things. Important for people to know, okay, just because you have a job, that doesn't mean, oh, Margaret has a job, box ticked. She has a job, but what else can she do? How can she be better? How can is there another aspect within EY or outside of EY even? Margaret can make the community a better place for people with uh, disabilities. Margaret Turley there now. So we've heard from Tomás and Margaret. They had to work hard to establish their careers. But you've also been hearing from the other side of this, from the employers, Evelyn, and they feel the challenges too, because from their point of view, there can be a lack of confidence in knowing just how to go about supporting someone on their team. Exactly. I mean, speaking to employers and the team at Inclusion Ireland, which is the national voluntary organisation working to promote the rights of people with intellectual disability in Ireland. And they both say that employers can lack confidence, you know, in knowing how to support and include somebody in their company and how does it work so that it's a positive experience for both sides and everybody involved and they're saying this is where conversations need to happen to better inform employers so they can offer chances to include a more diverse workforce and to discuss the employer's experience of working with the Trinity graduates you probably heard Colin in the background laughing there I sat down with Colin Farquharson from EY he's Margaret's mentor and great friend I have to say at this point and he talked about the experience with the programme from their perspective. Over five years ago, we engaged with Trinity College School for people with intellectual disabilities. And we, why? What was well, the motivation? It was to create a truly inclusive environment within EY. Our purpose is to build a better working world. Now, that has to include everybody. Meeting with people with other abilities does challenge your own perceptions on thinking. 
practical side, we heard about this program in Trinity. It resonated with me in truth. I, I thought this was a tremendous idea. We have a job that is meaningful. The work needs to be done anyhow. Why it's not? For it's for real. Day, it's yeah. not a make-believe job. These are serious roles. And within a month or so, we were introduced to Margaret Turley. And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> but I was probably more scared than Margaret was on her first day. You have these preconceptions perhaps in your head as to people's ability. I know I was guilty on a couple of occasions of upsetting Margaret by thinking she wouldn't be able to do something. And that was my lack of knowledge. And it's been one of the greatest aspects of our engagement with Trinity is the amount of learning the whole firm has taken on board. It just went from strength to strength. People suddenly woke up to what actually an inclusive environment is. The amount of families, employees who have a family member who has some level of intellectual disability or physical disability, they all came forward. They engaged with all of the graduates who we've taken on board uh, very openly. Look at you in your suit getting all emotional. <laughs> Well, it is, I, it's passionate. It, it, it is a tremendous outcome and it will grow further. We're very much supporting Trinity. We're designing a playbook, outlining how you get involved, what are the steps, and we're going to share that later this year with our client base and hopefully further afield. Well, it's great to hear that that's happening, but Evelyn, as you were saying at the start of the conversation, like this is, there's a long way to go because only 17% of people with intellectual disabilities are actually in employment. Absolutely, and I mean, the people I spoke to just want to be working. They want, you know, to be part of, of that world. And they said they need more support to help people source further education and training and that higher education, graduate employment, these are important. And they say, look, society has to come up to this. You know, we're facing a real challenge in properly opening up the job market to people with intellectual disability. The potential is so clear. The value you know, they bring to an organisation is evident. So why isn't it happening more? Why is the figure so low? Well, to continue this conversation, find out a little more. I then finally spoke to Derville McDonough and Derville is the CEO of Inclusion Ireland just to hear more from their perspective. As a nation, we're not doing that well in terms of employment for disabled people and particularly people with intellectual disabilities. Now, there are pockets of good practice around the country and from the consultations that we run with people with intellectual disabilities, one of the key issues for them is wanting to be a valued member of society and wanting to be in the workforce, but they very clearly lay out the barriers that they are facing. And some of those are around accommodations in the workforce. Some of those are around the social welfare payments, fear that if they enter the workforce that they will lose out on other benefits that they're entitled to. So there's a whole raft of work that needs to happen to really encourage people into the workforce. And at Inclusion Ireland, we're trying to do our best to advocate for that and to support the changes so that more people can be employed. One of the areas I discussed with uh, EY, for example, was the idea of giving employers confidence. You know, they can be full of all the goodwill in the world, but it feels like a step into the unknown, maybe. That's exactly it. And sometimes people just need a bit of support and that some of the barriers, they're quite simple to overcome. What are the positives that you know people have been telling you about them getting to you know, start their careers, progress, flourish? Well, I suppose what they tell us is that it feels great to be recognised and valued for work. It feels great to be paid and to have more money in your pocket. People um, want to work. I mean, that's what I got. 100%. For people who can't work or are not in a position to work or who find it difficult to overcome some of those barriers, those individuals are five times more likely to exist in poverty. So people that can be encouraged into the workforce with the accommodations that they need, that should be in all of our missions to make that happen. And when you see 
see it happen for people. You see how it supports a person to flourish, to thrive and to become financially independent, to put a plan in place for the rest of their lives that could involve moving out of the family home. And all of those good things happen when somebody is given an opportunity to be a valued member of the workforce. And we just want to see that happen for more people. That's Derville MacDonald, CEO of Inclusion Ireland, ending Evelyn's report. Evelyn, thank you very much. Up next, if you put your back out playing sport or exercising, you'll want to hear from our next guest, spinal surgeon, Dr. Derek Cawley.